0: ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com.
1: This is Shays
0: and Higgins.
2: We are roll along here on a Tuesday afternoon. Shays and Higgins, Brian Higgins, Shays, and uh, here on the flagship station of Syracuse Women's Basketball, we bring on the new head coach of the Orange. She is Felicia Lake Jack. Technically, uh, Felicia, this is day two for you. I, I don't know if it feels like day 30 already, how long uh, yesterday was for you, but uh, how, how did you survive uh, day, one, day one of the new gig here?
1: One, one second, one minute at a time. You know, We just keep going and keep meeting people. We keep you know, letting people understand that the lights are on and the business as usual is, is starting to take place right now, and we're excited about just kind of now getting out there and recruiting people and letting them know that Women's basketball
0: is alive and well, and we need some people to come and join us. Felicia, Danny, Chase here. Congratulations on the job. Super excited to hear, and I love what you had to say at your press conference. Talking about character and attitude as your two, uh, you know, premier principles you're looking for in players. Clearly, ability is, uh, you know, is a thing. But uh, you know, I I love coaches who stress the character and the attitude because at the end of the day, uh, that's going to carry you a lot farther in many days than you know, pure ability
1: and, you know we just believe that you know this game is a microcosm of life how we work with these young people right now this is going to sustain them for the rest of their lives their responsibility to try to pour into them something that's tangible other than the game of basketball right just we made a choice that the character was the main the main event from my mom instilled in us and it's something that we believe is important and academics we need to try to be the smartest person in the world. You just want to be the best person you can be because what you put between your ears is what's going to, again, sustain you. And we think that we can coach anybody in the country. We think that we to help develop them as we um, have that opportunity to instill that character and an academic.
2: Uh, Felicia yesterday, it was so interesting. I mean, it's your, it's your first day. You're like, you're, you're trying to find your way around the building. I think legitimately, uh, when we talked in your office, you really hadn't even got a chance to look around uh, your office yet. So sometimes it's the little things, right? You kind of looked over after we were done and said, wow, is that my own bathroom? Like, get, it's pretty good that you have uh, the perks like that, right? It's the little things that got you get your through the day.
1: It's so funny. The, the little things you know, I, I'm a humble young lady and I certainly, um, Don't have expectation of what I deserve. When you walk into an office and it has a bathroom in it, I I, I'm excited about it. I I wow, it's pretty cool. I shared a bathroom with the entire student population at my last job. Whoever came in, came in, and so that's uh, for a woman. It's pretty cool to have your own bathroom.
0: (laughs) I love it. So, police, you mentioned you're going out recruiting. Uh, what's the landscape It you know seems kind of late in the process although with the transfer portal now uh, it's certainly not as late as it used to be are you looking more in the portal or obviously because you are an active coach you have your own recruiting list uh, you know of, of uh, high school-ish players uh, so what are you looking at from a strategy standpoint
1: well you know you got to look at look at it all you know I'm a one-person shop right now I don't have staff at all until yeah, I can get it clear through the um, uh, HR. And so I'm, I'm making calls through the night. So, you know, you know, I do all this stuff too. And then on the phone, you know, I believe really one o'clock in the morning, trying to call the West Coast, trying to see, you know, who's interested because Syracuse is a global place, you know, all over the world is interested in coming to Syracuse. And so we're trying to touch in with everybody through the portal, uh, word of mouth, and things of that nature but we're going to scour the whole country and the world until we get the right people here, and they start now.
2: And uh, uh, Felicia, I can't, can't help but notice that uh, two-year-old players have found their way uh, into the portal the last couple of days. We look at De'Age Affair as one of the leading scores in the, the country for you uh, the last couple of years. And Georgia Woolley who was a freshman out of Australia that had a, a great season for you. I, I'm going to assume you can't actually answer this question now, uh, but uh, how, how much uh, do you evaluate, I guess, the uh, players that you know better than anybody else in the coaching profession right now?
1: Well, you recruit everybody and you, you hope that, you know, you can get them. And I tell you, I can talk to you personally about what how they played for me at the previous institution. I think they're the best in the country. I told them they're the best in the country. And uh, as my, my, my players, we went after it as if they were. And uh, uh, what they landed on was, was number four in the country in scoring. And what they landed on was rookie of the year. And what they landed on was MVP of, of the back tournament. So we just some fun things together. So...
0: So, Felicia, you, you came in, talked to your team uh, that, that's your still active team uh, that have, have lived through, you know, between one and three years of immense turmoil. How was the reception? How was your message received? And, and what was the feedback you were getting from them uh, as far as now having you as a stable force coming in?
1: Well, it was ongoing, you know. Um, I, I, I gave my, my best person out there. I said what they see is what it is going to be for, Rest of their careers with me. I don't, I don't go high or low. I go where I am. and where, where I am is usually passionate, enthusiastic, and loving the thing called life. And now through the process of that communication, one of them decided to go in the portal. I understand it's a tough time for these people. And and I apologize on behalf of the university and being an alumni of this great place. And, uh, so we, we, we're not going to save them all. We're not going to help them all. But I told you that even though you may not be here, you got us for life. It's it's our responsibility to understand that. We don't meet people and and just say, go away. In my opinion, I think the God wink and sometimes for a moment, but sometimes it's for a couple years and sometimes it's for a lifetime.
2: Uh, Felicia, I know you, you were watching the games last night and uh, what games they were with the uh, UConn and NC State and uh, a Classic and, and Louisville making the Final Four out of the ACC. You, you're coming out of a, a very good mid-major league in the MAC, and you know the difference between that and the ACC. How much when you watch those games last night, does it really crystallize You know what, what this league and what this competition is going to be for you? I'm a coach. Uh, I'm
1: not a mid-major coach. I'm not a major coach. I'm just a coach. And- I'm a coach that the ball goes up in the air. I'm going to prepare my team to play in competition in front of me. We played in the postseason and we played against the SEC, ACC, and uh, that nature, and, um, you know, we competed, and we're going to compete, and we're going to win, and we're going to learn, and uh, and it's it's great for our our league to take two teams advancing to the elite, league, against to the Final Four. And this, this university on the women's side did the same thing. And our hope is to do it again, we're going to prepare our team for that particular moment.
0: So, Felicia, as we mentioned, the two Final Fours are coming up. Will you be going out to the the women's Final Four to meet with some people, network, and uh, uh, talk to some scouts or some other people? Or are you going to be just nose to the grindstone getting everything set up?
1: Well, I'm gonna look in the air if I can find a young lady of your height out there. I'm bringing her home.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, I'm gonna talk to my colleagues and see anybody out there six five that can help us get some things done here at the ACC level or at any level actually. You can play, you can run and jump, and you got passion and you got the cab approach. I think I can coach you up to be a, a champion. So uh, we're gonna go out there and hobnob and hang hang out with some of my colleagues and have some fun. And, Throw that Syracuse name around in a little bit because I'm uh, really prideful of this, of this opportunity to put it on my chest again. But um, we're gonna have some fun too. It's important that we have fun through this process of, of learning and growing.
2: I'd say, Felicia, if you wanted into six eleven at the Final Four, like take the scholarship paperwork out of your pocket. Like you, you got to hand that out, my out going, huh? <laughs> it's
1: in my pocket. I think I got in my pocket. I'm, I'm ready for. It. I know it's gonna be a dead period we got to figure out how to get that kid back home. I'm not, I'm not saying that because it's not too many women at 6'11 walking around here. It. It's great because, you know, Danny, I watched you play back in the day when I was a kid, and I tell you what, you were an amazing player.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I, I, I was just thinking back to how the game has changed. Uh, you know, my year was the Martha Mogish era where, you know, a 6'2 center was big, and, uh, you know, point yeah. guards were still five-four, five-five. And uh, now, how that has changed. I mean, it's rare to see even a point guard under 5'10 uh, ish, you know. And, uh, and now the Bigs are, you know, 6'5 and up. I mean, it's remarkable how the game has changed. The women's game has become so popular. When I was out in Phoenix, obviously watching the Mercury play when they were winning championships with uh, Diana Taurasi and Brittany Greiner, uh, you know, and seeing the enthusiasm for the women's game, it's, it's really been an awesome thing to watch grow.
1: It really is. It evolves, and, you know. They can be, you know, big and small. You know, I, I saw a lot of teams that, that went with a 5'11", foot two kid as they're big. But right now, the teams that seem to have the most success are the ones with the, the center in the middle and six foot three, six foot five area. But the guards are like, you know, one of the best guards I've ever coached is five three, five four. So uh, we're gonna keep trying to figure out like who can play for this this, this kind of style. Yeah, we're looking for that kind of passion, that kind of enthusiasm. I and mean, we got to go five-five across the board and have one big. If they can play for me like, like I really want them to, we still gonna have a chance. But I pretty much want somebody that's six-five, six-six 6 6 in the middle. If, if you find it, send it to me.
2: All right, Felicia. yesterday you talked a lot about the idea of getting uh, the fan base and the community behind you and uh, most importantly not just behind you in you know theory and they like you in the whole thing but actually out of the games and then you watch last night's game like Connecticut and NC State and you see a sold-out building and, and what that can do for you how important is that idea of getting as many in the dome starting next season for what you plan on doing here?
1: You know, my goal is to, like to shrink the dome first. You know, if there's a way that we can get the, the you know, the black curtains around a certain area so we can give an intimate look. Because you got to build it from from what it is. It's a small fan base to what it's going to become. And I think that if we kind of can figure out ways that we can make it intimate, and then kind of grow it, and then then really grow it. You want ask me? Wouldn't it be awesome to see eight thousand people for a women's game? I said, what's the most people can be in a dome? Is it 34,000? I said, I want to see 34,000 for a women's game. That's how I dream. I dream in color, I dream unrealistic. And my mom always said, you reach for the moon, you might just land on the star. But if you reach high enough, you might just land on that moon. So we're going to work hard to, to, to tell this community. Listen, it's a wonderful thing to watch. It's going to be a wonderful opportunity so you can see people evolve and become. And if you come and say, I want to be with you, just stay with us. Because winning is easy. Getting your attention is easy. Going through the process with us, we're going to watch you, and we're going to recognize the names that said they would come but didn't. And when we win a championship, we'll let you stay on the podium with us. I'm going to side-eye you and say, hey, I know you be with us all the time. I'm going
0: to let you go on the (laughs) stand. That's awesome. It's funny because when, when we opened the dome, my senior year, uh, we, I mean, the, we barely, you know, we started with 11,000, 12,000 and grew it from there. It took us, you know, most of the season to get to breaking Kentucky's record of 25,000. And we played the big East championship at home. It was only 15,000 people in the dome. So, uh, you definitely potential. I, I love your thought of, uh, uh, you know, of building the fan base like that because uh, you know the dome certainly has the room for it. But you know, people forget the the orange team now that puts twenty, thirty thousand in the dome didn't start out that way. Like I said, I think it was eleven thousand opening night.
1: Yeah, I, I, I watched it very carefully because you know my, my favorite team to watch was your team growing up. I only watched men's basketball. The only men's basketball team three hour radius was the Memphis men's basketball team and. I knew every single one of you guys, I knew your numbers, I knew, you know, what your style was, what kind of moves you made, and, you know, as, as a kid, I just wanted to be like you guys, and you know, those post moves that you did is the ones I still teach, because that's what I I learned, and so, yeah, the fan base, I watched it grow, and even 11,000 seemed like a lot, but then it turned into 34, like, whoo, it's big time, so I'm doing that big.
2: Uh, for you, Felicia, I mean, I know you have close ties to the the players of your era for sure uh, that you played with. How important for you is the idea of uh, tying kind of all of the eras of the alum players now uh, together? So, you know, the players that succeeded recently can interact with the players from your era and the whole thing. How important is to that uh, for you the idea of building uh, this program kind of from within?
1: But the program has to be built from who i am as well because my hofstra players are not the sisters of my orange and my indiana hoosiers they're the sisters of our orange our bull sisters are the sisters of our orange and again example i had a player that went over to play in spain and she was all alone and she was getting homesick i realized that she was from buffalo that one of my players from Hofstra was over there and she just won a national title over there and I asked Vanessa well how far she lives from the particular area you know Sierra Dillard was she said coach she's an hour away I said get to your sister she needs you she said coach you say not say anything but to work what how do I get to her here's her cell number they connected and she helped her through that first year and that's the connection that these young people are going to have so the orange is going to be strong the alumni base is amazing the, you know, but what the people that come play for us going to recognize everybody I coach within my 33 years are going to be the sisters of the people that we coach in next. And we're family, we're tied together with a different, a beautiful color string. And right now the ending of the string will be orange.
2: All right, Felicia, let me wrap up uh, with this one. You know, We've talked a lot of job questions and all that. Uh, Moving is stressful just in general whenever you're moving one place to another. Uh, How much is it going to help you out here that your husband David is a real estate agent? Do you just put him in in charge of go find us a place to live and and stay out of it? Does he get to run that ship here or or are you going to get involved in that?
1: Well, right now I'm hearing that the houses are not a lot of houses in, in, in Syracuse for sale. So he's the one that's going to be out there trying to figure that all out for us. Because I got to get—I got to get some players here, and I'm a one-one person gang, if you will. So he has some work to do, and we all do, and it's going to all work out in the end. I don't get stressed out. I just know it's a part of the process.
2: Well, the good news is uh, your guy, David, he's in the right business to find you a place. So I, I, I think yes, we got uh, full faith in him. All right, Felicia, you, you're, you're like a day and a half in now, so you're off and running. Uh, congrats again, and uh, we'll talk again before too long.
1: You guys, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Felicia.
2: All right, so much, that is David. the new Syracuse women's basketball coach, Felicia Leggett. Jack, one final break. We'll wrap the hour on Chase and Higgins after this. It's QSportsTalk.com at ESPN Radio.